Shalom, my dear friends. We are enjoying our time together in the study of this amazing parable that Yeshua, the Messiah, taught his disciples, but in the context of Luke chapter 15, he taught the spiritual leaders of Israel during the days of old. And this lesson in Luke 15 concerning the parable of the lost son, this teaching us an amazing lesson of the love of God towards humanity. We have learned that all the triune God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, Ha'aba, Ha'ben, Ha'ruach, all the three persons of the Godhead, the God of Israel, the God of the universe, love mankind who have turned away from him, were lost by uh, uh, trespasses and sins because we have all have inherited a sin nature. And here we learn in Luke chapter 15, in the parable of the lost son, the importance of the love of God for you, for me, for all humanity. We read this parable that is found in Luke 15, Verses 11 to 32 of the lost son. We read the whole parable. And this is the third session, the, the third part of this amazing parable. In part one, we read really verses uh, 11 to 19. And we have learned what happened to the son and the, the behavior of the son, the youngest son who asked from his father, give me that which belonged to me, give me the inheritance. Even before the father died and he took his inheritance and went to a far country and spent everything until there was a famine in the land. He had nothing to eat. And then he began to be in a need. Send him to the, to work with the pigs. He wanted even to eat the food of the pigs. And then we find out that he came unto himself and he realized that he need to go back to his father. He will repent and tell him, Father, I've sinned before heaven and before you and I am not worthy to even be called your son. Make me one of your servants. Then in the second part of this parable, verses 20 to 24, we have learned concerning the repentance son who came home, and we've learned of the activity of his Abba, of his father, how the father saw him far off. And we have read in Luke chapter 15 how the father uh, uh, saw him afar off. He uh, ran towards him. He had compassion upon him. He uh, fell on his son and he kissed him and he took uh, a robe and put upon him a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet and he killed the best, the best, the, the fattest calf and he, we read that he uh, began to be merry. He was celebrating him and the whole household. Tells us how much joy 
a repented sinner bring to Abba, to God our Father? And what a joy it was for God. And what a joy it was for this father to receive his son. We read in our passage earlier, in verses uh, uh, um, um, it, up to verses, uh, verse 20 to 24, how they began to be married. There was a celebration in the home of this father. But remember, we did read in verse 11 of Luke chapter 15, that a certain man had two sons. The young one was rebellious, requested for his inheritance before his father died, went away, spent everything, began to be in want, repented and came back home. And the father was so happy that he brought him into the same standing as son as he was always. A son, a Ben. But now we learn in the last portion of this parable of the second son. He is called the elder brother, the elder son. And the reason that we have learned from all this parable which Yeshua have spoken to the Pharisees of old is because in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, we read, Then drew near unto him the publican and the sinners to hear him. They wanted to hear Yeshua, Hamashiach, what he has to teach, what he has to say. But the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and he eats with them even. How could he do such a thing? And these Pharisees, these scribes, are a representation of all religious men that never learn of the heart of God. My dear friend, religion, merely external religion without the heart, the love of God, is not pleasing to God. Everyone need to learn, we all need to learn concerning the heart of God the Father, Elohim Ha'aba, for God so loved the world. But you see, here with this elder son, we learn what religious individuals who do not have the heart of God will never understand unless they enter into the heart and mind and purposes of God. You and I need this because many times you and I do not have this understanding. We don't have the mind of God. So listen to this. In verses uh, a 25 to the end, to verse 32, let me read you this parable of the a, a lost son, but this time we read about the elder brother, and so we read. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants, and he asked him what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he has received him safe and sound. Notice what we read in verse 28 of Luke 15 about the elder brother, the elder son. He was angry, and he would not go in. 
Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Verse 29 said, And he answered and he said unto his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandments. And yet thou never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which has devoured thy living with harlot, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And notice what the father said. Listen to the heart of God, the father which is represented here by that mashal, that parable by Yeshua, who is seeking to explain to us the heart of God. My dear friend, listen to this. Verse 31 and 32. And he, that is the father, said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was right, it was meet, that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is very precious, my dear friend. This is the third part of this parable that teaches us now the reason why Yeshua gave this parable to the religious leaders of the day and to his disciples and to us all, that we all will learn of the heart of the Father. And that we all will learn not to be like that elder brother who represent the scribes and the Pharisees of the days of old, but even of today. Not to have a proud attitude and a religious ways in which we think ourselves superior than others, more godly than others, and not have the heart of God. Isn't it so, my dear friend, what a lesson it is for us all? And so we read, first of all, in verse 25, that the elder son returning from working in the field. In verse 26, what does he do? He hears of, notice this, the music and the dancing. And let me just remind you, my dear friend, in the history of our people, there was always this music and dancing among our Jewish people because it was a celebration in the presence of God, to rejoice over who God is and what he has done for us. The psalmist of Israel in Psalm 150 said, Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in he, in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instrument and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him from the high-sounding cymbals. Upon the high-sounding cymbals, let everything that had breath praise the Lord. Pray ye the Lord. This uh, Psalm 150 began with the word Hallelujah in Hebrew. Pray ye ye the Lord. And it ends with the word Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. It was Miriam 
in Exodus chapter 15, uh, the prophetess, uh, the sister of Aaron, who took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dance. And Miriam answered and to them, saying, Sing ye to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider has he thrown into the sea. This dancing and singing is a praise to our God for who he is and for what he has done. It is not the dancing and the song that it is outside of the presence of the Lord. It is the dancing and the singing in the presence of the Lord, rejoicing for who he is and for what he had done. So the elder brother he is listening to the music. He hears the dancing and the music. And he called one of his servants and he asked, what is it? What's going on? And in verse 27, the servant told the elder brother what is going on. He said unto him, your brother is come. Thy father had killed the fattest calf and because he received him alive. Everyone is thankful. Everyone is happy. Everyone are singing and dancing to God because of what this son uh, have done in repenting and returning and coming back home. And the love of the father towards the son brought about the, the joy in his heart. The fact that Kef was killed representing the Shlamin, the peace offering. Now there is Shalom. Now there is harmony. The one that was away returned back home. And you would think that this elder brother will be happy. You would think that the scribes and the Pharisees in Luke 15 and verse a one and two, you would think that they will be happy that the sinners and the publican come to Yeshua to listen to what he had to say. But sadly, listen to this. In verse 28, the first part, we read of the anger of the elder brother, which really represent the pride that he had, like many times you and I would have the pride because we are not too happy to see someone else come to know God. Someone else is being blessed by God. Someone else is enjoying the things of God. Someone else have turned to God and become a child of God. Someone else who truly repent and being restored, even though he messed up his life. He wasted his life. You see, God knows your heart and mine. And he still loves us. That's why he sent the Mashiach, the Messiah to this world, to restore us to himself, to take a poor, vile sinner into his house of joy. As we read in Shir Hashirim, the Song of Solomon. And so he was angry. Listen, not only that he was angry, according to this verse, uh, uh, he's not only that he was angry, verse 28, but he would not even come in. He would not participate in such a celebration because... He thought that he deserved more than his brother. And after all, it may be true that some of us might be more devoted to the Lord than others. We might even deserve more than others. But isn't it the right thing to enter into the joy of the Lord when someone comes in? 
Isn't it right to identify with the love of God for sinful individual? That should be giving us joy in our hearts. But because we have a sin nature and pride, even one who is very religious, we have this sin nature. And at time, my dear friend, there is that pride in our hearts. But God wants us to be joyful, to see others come in, come in, get saved, come to know the Messiah, Yeshua, have a hope of eternal life. But he was angry and he would not come in. But here we see the heart of the Father, verse 29, uh, verse 30. Actually, notice what we read. The Father comes out, verse 28, at the second half. And he entreating him, he beseeching him. His son is asking him to come in, celebrate with us. And notice the response of this elder brother who was very narrow-minded, who did not have the heart of the Father, even though he was very nigh home all the time. You see, you can be far away, and he's wrong, and you can be near, which is right, but the heart can be so far from the heart and the mind of God. And listen to what he says. We read here in verse 29, he, this is the elder brother, answered and he said unto his father, Lord, these many years do I serve you. Neither transgressed I any of thine commandments. And yet, you gave me not a kid, and that I might make merry with my friends. He was self-righteous. Notice the word I, me, and my. He says here, I always serve you. I never transgress your commandments. And yet, he says, you never gave me any kid, any animal to kill for my behalf, that I might make merry with my friends. You see, he's more occupied with his friends than with his family, with the heart of God. It is me and mine. Sometimes, my dear friend, we have to be very careful not to be so self-righteous because the Messiah came to save sinners. The ones who think that they are righteous, they don't need Yeshua. They don't need the Mashiach. They don't need salvation if they think that they are already righteous. Of course they need the Savior, but they think that they are righteous. To say to the father, I've never violated your commandment to tell, to tell him that he was a perfect man. This is pretty proudful to say so. But here's the father whose heart goes out towards both of his son. The one that we would say was a wasteful son of Ghana Stray, but also the son that was elder and had this attitude in him as if he was okay. And yet his heart was far away from the heart of his father. And so we read, listen to this, as we conclude this parable of the lost son, we read here in the last verses, he said, But as soon as this your son was come, which has devoured thy living with harlot, you have killed for him the fattest calf. Notice what he said, your son, he doesn't say my brother. 
Again, there is an element of pride here. There is an element of self-righteousness. Oh no, I'm not like him. And notice he is blaming him that he went and he wasted the father's living with harlots. We never read that the son wasted the money of the father with harlot. According to verse 13, he went away into a far country and he wasted his substance with riotous living. But apparently this elder brother assumed that he had wasted this with harlots. And so you notice that the father in verse 31 and 32 telling to this son these last words. The father said unto him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. Remember that the youngest son took his portion. The eldest son, everything now belonged to him because the two-thirds, the double portion, now remained for him. He has everything. Everything that the father has really now belonged to him and the father will pass away. It will be his. But notice, the father is telling him the true principle of the heart of God. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother, he was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. Oh, my dear friend, this is so precious. This is so precious to know the heart of God, the Father. To know the heart of God. Avinu Shebashamaim. Our God love mankind. And he seek us all who are lost in trespasses and sins. That's why he sent to this world Yeshua, the Messiah, to die in order to redeem a people like you and I. And you and I need to turn to him. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help you, my dear friend, to realize that God loves you. And you need to turn to him. Whether you are the young one who have gone astray, or whether you are the old one, the old son who remained close by, may God help us to know the heart of the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Well, God bless you, my dear friend. Until the next time. Shalom, shalom.